Welcome into another edition of the Wisports.net podcast. I'm Travis Wilson, general manager at Wisports.net, and your host each and every week for the WSN podcast. We had recorded a uh, full WSN podcast earlier today on Wednesday. Uh, Norbert Durst had joined me for the whole thing. We had talked about um, some girls' basketball stuff, which we will actually get into that conversation. Uh, but also some of the uh, news this week around the cancellation of spring sports. However, after playing it back, I realized that there had been a setting on the microphone that had uh, been adjusted, and my voice was completely not able to be heard, which for many of you is probably a good thing. But it kind of ruined the podcast that we had recorded. So rather than uh, rather than record the whole thing, uh, re-record the whole thing. Uh, just going to get right into the conversation with Norbert about the girls' basketball uh, topics that we talked about, um, focused mainly on the uh, content that he had put out last week uh, or a couple weeks ago around some of the top teams to look for next year. Uh, we will revisit the topic of spring sports cancellation a little bit um, next week and, and get some more perspective on that. And, and obviously, it's a, a huge deal, and it's something we'll continue to uh, to figure out and talk about um, and, and get some perspectives on different viewpoints and, uh, impacts, etc. Uh, but we'll, we'll get into that more next week, but for right now, we will get into a conversation with Norbert Durst, our, our content manager, girls, basketball writer at Wisports.net about the upcoming girls basketball season, uh, in upcoming, I mean, 2020, 2021, which is still November's a long ways off, uh, especially at the rate that we're going where every day seems like a month and every week seems like a year and so on and so forth, but we'll get there. Uh, but we will, uh, again, talk about some of the, uh, the top teams in the state to look forward to next year. Norb, thanks for joining us, of course. And as we, uh, dive right into it, we'll start in division one. We'll go through each division, division by division, but we will start in division one where the last few years, things have been dominated by a lot of the same names, Arrowhead, Kimberly, McGuanago, DSHA, Middleton, Oak Creek, you could throw in there, Bayport, um, a lot of the same names over and over and over. Is that what we're going to be looking at again next year? You know, partly, but, you know, teams like Middleton, you know, they had seven seniors that that were the core of that team. So it's going to be a little different for Middleton, although with Jeff Kine there, they'll, they'll be fine, but it might be a little bit more of a rebuilding season for them. But, you know, a Kimberly team that finished uh, – one win away from the state tournament, they returned the majority of their their uh, um, lineup. So you know they're in a good standing. Um, teams like uh, Germantown, who uh, upset in a sectional semifinal, did lose one of their top players, but they still have uh, Kamara Arnold coming back for a sophomore year. They'll be right up there. Teams like Appleton East, Appleton East uh, um, returns their entire roster or all their top players anyway, led by Emily LaChapelle. So there's you know all those. Um, some of those teams that were kind of making a transition into um, being uh, a team to get to the state tournament, not just a good team, but, you know, teams like Bayport, even though they lose a lot like Middleton, you expect them to challenge as well. But um, I, I do think next year is going to be a little bit different in division one, just because there's a lot of very good seniors um, at the division one level. Um, so it's going to make things a little different, but, you know, up and coming teams like Kettle Moraine, um, in that mix and even uh, Arrowhead who maybe had a bit of a down season last year they got some good young talent um, and uh, ready to use that talent coming forward and you know like Oak Creek 
um, a team year in, year out that that has um, kids capable on each end of the floor. And then like an upstart, uh, some Prairie team, very young last year, had three freshmen that played big, big roles. And that's just going to continue to push them into um, a better situation, especially with them not losing any seniors um, from last year's team. So, um, you know, I think the depth's going to be there as well. But, you know, there's some of those, you know, teams like Kimberly and Bayport that can maybe make another push next year. But there's also plenty of teams that are uh, trying to get to the state tournament and that maybe haven't been there for a while. So it's definitely going to be exciting uh, when we get a little bit closer to next season. And this is a good opportunity to talk about um, a conference that in- includes teams from Divisions 1 and 2, and that's the Fox Valley Association. You mentioned Appleton East. Are they in a position where they could move ahead of some of the heavyweights in that league, the traditional heavyweights, the Hortonvilles, the Kimberleys, et cetera? Are they, are they ready to do that next year? You know, I think they're, they're definitely in position to make that step. Um, you know, Kimberly um, didn't lose nearly as much as Hortonville lost in graduation. For Hortonville, you know, replacing Mason McGlone at 6'2 forward, that one's going to be tough for them. Um, she's been a big part of their team the last three years. And, you know, when you lose a, a forward on a good team, that's, that's you know, going to have to have some changes. But the good thing for them is they have a lot of very good guard play. So they should still be a team that um, can play right with them because, you know, it, basketball is a guards game. And they did give Appleton East, Appleton East and Kimberly some, some problems when you're talking about backcourt play. So that's a big strength for them. But not having a post is going to affect about how they uh, attack some of those teams. Staying in the FBA and taking a look at a team that you have in the top 10 in D2 next year is Kaukona. They went under 500 overall this year, but uh, they've got some good talent coming back and, and they might be in that mix as well. Yeah, they started out last season with two big wins. They beat Kimberly and they beat Oak Creek to start the year. Um, they did have some injury problems. They also, um, their coach also stepped down midseason. So with all those things happening, even if they were kind of spiraling a bit before um, the the previous coach stepped down, you know, don't lose anybody from that team. And they're led by uh, Division One uh, prospect Chloe Van Zeeland, and you know, plenty of other kids, including uh, Maddie McCabe, uh, Jordan McCabe's younger sister. So you know, they have plenty of talent to get there. Now it's just a matter for them to put it all together. And, uh, you know, play a full season like they started last season. So as we look over the rest of D2, of course, the big story the last few years has been Beaver Dam's dominance. They won three straight titles before losing out on a chance to make it four last year. So are they back in a position to win a fourth title next season? They're certainly going to be the favorite. I mean, you know, they lose uh, a big player that is that helped them win those three straight and Jada Donaldson. She's headed to Milwaukee play basketball but you know that that means they return a lot of kids and then they even add uh, a freshman uh, to be freshman in Gabby Wilkie that's uh, Maddie Wilkie's younger sister uh, she's already a six footer um, you know I project her to step in there and maybe not start right away but uh, she's going to be starting for that uh, that Golden Beavers team she's a very talented player so you know th- with the core that they already have add in another Wilkie t- into that mix and it's going to be tough on those division two teams. But you know, the good news is for those other teams in division two, there's a lot of talent in the state and uh, 
you know, when you lose a big player like Jada Donaldson, you know, players like that know how to win games or help teams to win games. So maybe gives, you know, some of those other teams still um, obviously still chances, but uh, um, Beaver Dam's going to be tough next year. I want to ask you, Norm, about my Reedsburg Beavers, a team that had a, a very good year last year, went 15 and nine, but a unique situation where they did not have, uh, I don't think, at least by the end of the year, any juniors or seniors on that roster. So are they a team that could maybe challenge Beaver Dam in the Badger North and maybe make some noise on the statewide level? Yeah, they certainly can, you know, especially when you're talking, well, as long as Beaver Dam stays in the sectional they're in, as long, you know, as long as they don't move into that uh, Madison area sectional, uh, Reesburg is definitely a team that can make a push for the state tournament. I use, as you mentioned, you know, uh, no juniors and seniors on the team. And actually they started the year that way. They had all sophomores and I believe it was just one freshman on the varsity squad. Um, so, you know, they're a team that, that uh, even though they're go- only going to be juniors, all those kids have played for a couple of years already. So they- they're definitely ready to go. Now it's a matter of winning those, those tighter games and um, you know, learning to just to win those, uh, the games that come down to the wire a little bit, kind of figure out, you know, as more veteran leaders, how to make that big step. What are some other teams we'll want to keep an eye out for next year in Division Two? Well, West Appear, you know, they're in that gauntlet of a, a sectional as long as Beaver Dam stays up there. Um, but they, they return uh, a good portion of their lineup. Um, you know, winners of the Bay last year. Um, so, you know, they did definitely have the talent to make a push, led by Alexa Thompson. Um, Waukesha West, who they didn't have a great record last year. They finished the year 13 and 13, but playing in the classic gate, dropping down to division two, as long as they do stay there uh, for next season, you know, they have a very young and talented team and, you know, they're actually going to even add in a couple or at least one freshman that could uh, maybe make an impact for them. So they're definitely a team in that same Madison area sectional that, that could uh, uh, definitely make a push after getting to a sectional final last season, other teams, Pulaski, Really good uh, team out of the FRCC. Uh, do lose a couple kids, but they have some really good guard play that should help them, led by Sheridan Flogger, uh, Ashlyn Zemanski. Um, so th- there's there's definitely an opportunity there. Speaking of the FRCC, you know, Notre Dame just doesn't go away. They return, um, you know, the majority of their lineup, led by Samuel Pitchka, um, play very well defensively. And, you know, they're just a team that can grind wins out. And when you can grind wins out, you're going to win a lot of games. Then there's, you know, the, the usual suspects of the New Berlin Eisenhower. Um, you know, they, they lose Aaron Hedman, um, who's headed to, Mich- uh, to Minnesota. Um, but they have, you know, a lot of talented backcourt players returning. Um, so that they're, you know, poised to have another big year as, per usual and look to make another push to the state tournament. Pius. You know, Pius Catholic, they, they lose uh, some good players in uh, Jada Spence and Jasmine Kondrakevich, but uh, uh, both of those players going D1. But, you know, Pius is Pius, and they win games. And I, I expect Coach Scott Herrick to get them ready for the year. And, you know, I'm sure even if they lose a couple games early, they'll be fine uh, just because of, you know, the style of play and the talent they have re- they uh, have in that system. So there's there's definitely plenty of talent in Division Two. And even looking at some of those, some of those other teams that maybe weren't in that that top uh, echelon or for the top ten there, like a Lacrosse Central who made a big jump last year, uh, maybe look for them to uh, uh, make a deep run in in uh, Division Two there. 
Norm, do you have some Dutch or some Polish in your family history that, that we don't know about? Running through some of those names, you're you're spot on. I don't think I would have got uh, got many of those. Well, I guess you follow the kids for enough years and you get it right after about getting them wrong for about 40 times. So you just kind of figure it out. <laughs> but no Dutch or no Polish that I know in my family. As we move to uh, Division Three. um, Edgewood is one of the teams that you have in your top 10 for next year. And I, I want to take a step away from this conversation for just a minute and talk a little bit about a, a, a little bigger topic. And that is Edgewood graduate Estella Moshkow is transferring from Stanford to the University of Wisconsin. She was an outstanding, highly recruited, nationally recognized player at Edgewood, spent three years at Stanford, played relatively sparingly, but she's transferring back to Wisconsin for her senior year. So my question, uh, a couple questions, I guess, uh, you know, what kind of impact is she going to have on the Badger program next year? And also, what does this mean or what could this do for head coach Jonathan uh, Jonathan Sippis in terms of recruiting the state of Wisconsin, where they've had some struggles over the years? Uh, obviously, got Tara Stoffacker and, um, and Hilliard, Sidney Hilliard last year, but have, have struggled to get some of that top-tier talent out of the state of Wisconsin. You know, I think Stella is definitely going to help uh, the program next year. You know, you even though maybe you look at her numbers while at Stanford, they're not going to jump out at you. Um, but you know, Stanford's a an elite program. So even though you're a top kid from a from a state, when you um, when you head to Stanford, you know that um, there's going to be a lot of other good players on the team. So I wouldn't be too worried about looking at that. I think she's going to make a big Im- impact, um, as you mentioned, on the court for sure, but also a big big impact on the the recruitment. I, I really do believe, even though, um, you know, di- I didn't obviously come to Wisconsin initially, but that was right when, when uh, coach Sippus was hired, he was working really hard um, with her to get her to commit, but you know, it's, it's hard to turn down Stanford. And, and I think that's what you kind of figure out. You go there, get a good education, but you know, decided, well, you know, maybe I do want to play one year back at home and you know, it's for the program. It's going to be good for them because you know, now you have another Wisconsin name on the team and not just a Wisconsin name, but when in her high school days, an elite player. So you hope that some of those kids that maybe Wisconsin is recruiting will see that and maybe go watch a game or just kind of uh, keep in tune with the program a little bit more and say, well, you know what? You know, I see what she's doing. Maybe I want to go, go be a part of that next season or in a couple of years. So I, I really do think it, not just next season, but I think it's going to help the program as a whole. So, Norb, who are some of the, the players that Coach Sippis and the Badgers have a legitimate shot at in the next couple of years um, in terms of, you know, their, their talent level is good enough, their interest level in Wisconsin is high enough, and obviously the interest level in Wisconsin in them is high enough as well? Well, when you're looking at uh, the 2B senior class, you know, Maddie Wilkie is a kid that, you know, I'm sure Sippis has had that name circled and I've seen him at you know, numerous games, numerous uh, Beaver Dam games. So, uh, um, you know, that one, that was a big one for sure. Um, as far as other kids in the class was really not other kids that I would say that, you know, are ready to be a big 10 type player. And, you know, that, that saying those, those could change whether a decommit or such, but Maddie Wilkie's definitely a kid that, that not only um, do, you know, as a big time high school player, but I really think she's going to be a big time college player. So I, I really think that one's the one that uh, coach Sippis does really need 
to get, get connected with the program because there's a lot of schools, a lot of big 10 schools trying to get her. Um, but if coach Sippis can, to, can come in and get her to commit, um, I think that'd be a big one. But as far as, you know, when she could commit, I think because of the uncertainty of the summer, I don't think, uh, that commitment is going to probably come until the fall. Are there any younger kids in the, you know, 22, 23 classes that might fit that category? You know, I think there's kids that, that can be, uh, definitely with, uh, uh, the 2023 class with, uh, um, Kamara Arnold, you know, she's a kid that, um, has got, you know, a dozen division one offers. So that's another kid that if you can string, you know, a Maddie Wilkie in the 21 class, and then, uh, a couple years down the road, get to Arnold and kind of put some of these kids together, some of that big time talent from the state, you know, that's when you can start winning, um, a lot of games, especially in the big 10, because that's where, um, you know, they've struggled, um, you know, for many years, um, as far as uh, the competition level from them to other teams in the big 10 conference, although a good league, you know, you'd still like them to push up and, and, uh, move up a little bit more in those standings. But, you know, those are a couple of kids for sure that could, that could really make a, a, a strong push for the program. So as we look at division three and get our attention back, uh, back there, there's a few interesting teams in D3 that, like Reedsburg and, and some other teams, return essentially all of their team next year. And a couple that stand out are Prairie Sheen and Lake Mills. Of course, Lake Mills made it to the state tournament last year. Again, all of their team back, uh, at least at some point. So are, are they a favorite entering the season next year in Division Three? I don't know that I'd say favorite necessarily, but they're definitely a team that is poised to get back there. Juliana Wagner did tear an ACL when uh, she came down hard at the state tournament. So they'll be without her um, at the start of the season. Hopefully that recovery goes well for her so we can see her back, you know, in maybe uh, December, January time. Um, but, you know, they didn't have any upper class or any seniors at all on their team last year. And they have a lot of kids that can score. That's a good, good thing for them. And, also for them, that's good that they, at least last year, didn't have to deal with, you know, Marshall and Platteville and everyone else in that loaded, uh, that loaded D3 sectional. And that's where Prairie Sheen comes into play. You know, Prairie Sheen returns everybody, um, led by Lily Cron over 20 points per game, you know, but you know, they're in that, that tough sectional, but things do mellow out a little bit. Obviously Platteville graduated, um, their top kids. Marshall is expected to move down to division four, which we'll talk about in a little bit. So I think it opens things up a little bit more for them to make a little bit more of a serious push, but you, you know, you still have teams like Edgewood in there that, uh, you know, you lose a, a kid here and there, but Edgewood's a team that they're a reload program. Um, so they'll be fine. Um, you know, Laconia knocked off a pawn last year in the, in the, in the tournament, they return a good portion of their lineup. So it's still going to be tough for Prairie Machine, but, uh, you know, they're definitely poised to make a, a deeper run than they did last season and not having to deal with Platteville should be a benefit, but they will have to continue to deal with, with Dodgeville who returns a good portion of their lineup as well. So it should be interesting to see those two teams battle in the SWC as well. Any other D3 teams we should especially keep an eye on next year? Uh, Prescott and St. Croix Falls, both of those two teams um, you know, had very good season. St. Croix Falls won. Oh gosh, what did they win their first 20 games of the season before losing to Clear Lake, who ended the year undefeated in Division Five? Uh, and Prescott, you know, they have a big time score to um, Isabella Lens, and you know, 20, just under 24 points per game. 
you know, just a matter of maybe tighten things up on the defensive end and getting a little more consistent scoring around her. But, you know, I expect Prescott and St. Croix Falls to really battle it out in that uh, that D3, um, that sectional number one. So as we look at D4, you mentioned Marshall likely dropping down to Division 4 from D3, where they were a two-time state champion a couple years ago and last year made it to a sectional final. So if they do drop down to D4, are they a favorite down there? Yeah, they're going to be a tough one, if, you know, if they do indeed drop down to Division 4, just because, you know, they, they return just about everybody and, you know, probably, you know, got some younger kids ready to step up in some larger roles as well. And, you know, it's going to be a load to try to slow down Anna Lutz, Laura Nickel and, and company, um, no matter who you are in Division 4. And, and that even includes Aquinas, who Aquinas, you know, they lose a lot, um, but they're still still got some talented kids, J.C. Wisebrod and and uh, Macy Donarski, Lexi Donarski's younger sister. Those two are going to take the lead for, for Aquinas next year. But, uh, you know, I, I'm sure uh, Coach Dave Donarski and, and Aquinas, they're they got some other talent ready to step into those bigger roles. But, you know, if, if Aquinas and Marshall in the same sectional, oh gosh, you know, that's going to be a tough one for Aquinas for sure. What else should we be watching in D4 next year? You know, Howard's Grove and Michigan, both of those two teams uh, will, you know, expected to battle again in the Big East and in the in the tournament because, you know, they, they split regular season, season games and then uh, Michigan got them in got Howard's Grove in the postseason. So I definitely expect them to battle it out. Um, Milwaukee Academy of Science, you know, not a great record last season, um, but, you know, they don't, they didn't graduate anyone. So, you know, that's the good news. They did have some kids that, you know, injury or maybe even some academic issues, I believe, that had a couple kids out for some games. Um, but, you know, they, they definitely have the talent to make deep runs. Uh, a deep run in the tournament. And, you know, have teams like Nielsville who, you know, not necessarily dominant offensively, but, you know, those those teams know how to win. They're strong at the defensive end of the floor, and that's a great way to win games. Um, and then also speaking of uh, what we talked about earlier with, with the Big East, they even have, you know, Oostberg, um, you know, can make a push as well in the tournament. Uh, Winnebago Lutheran, who, uh, you know, did well last season as well, was ranked the majority of the season. They hope to get back their uh, their star player in uh, Elena Supernan. Uh, she's missed the last two years with knee injuries, ACL injuries to be exact. And, you know, you hope that uh, it looks like her recovery is going well. So that'd be a big, big ad addition for them when they only lose one player from last year's team that went 19 and five. So there's definitely an opportunity for them to make a nice run. And then Unity, who had a really nice win over Colfax in the tournament last season. And they return, you know, a, a good portion of their lineup as well, led by their, their uh, top, a senior, a uh, senior to be in Reagan Sorensen. So, you know, they, they're a team that kind of came out a little bit late last year, and I could definitely see them do big things uh, in the 2020, 2021 season. You know, there were a, a lot of what might've been and a lot of things that we missed out on with the cancellation of the, the end of the girls basketball season this year. But one of the big things that I was really looking forward to watching was in Division 5, where you had a couple of undefeated teams, Blackhawk and Clear Lake. You had Bangor with one loss. You had a very good Newman Catholic team playing well late in the year. So a lot of, uh, again, what might have been, what could have been. As we look to next year, what will be in Division 5 in 2021, 20, uh, excuse me, in 2020 
in 2021. Well, Blackhawk will still be good. I, I can say that for sure. And, you know, they obviously they lose a lot of kids, but, you know, Bailey Butler's, you know, a stud at the point guard position for them. Um, you know, Kaylee Marty and Tara Wellness, those are those are two players that are going to make big jumps offensively in their stats. You know, when you play behind players like Hannah Butler and Natalie Leidinger, you're not going to get a lot of chances to score. And, you know, for them, why they've won 54 straight games is because they they know what roles they're playing. And, you know, that's something that is obviously going to change going into next season. But they have, you know, when you have the star power of Bailey Butler leading the way, you just throw in a couple pieces around them. And, you know, they're still going to be a team that is going to be very difficult because they're going to bring that tenacious defense. And when you do that, you know, that limit your limit to the opponent's points. You don't have to score as many, but, you know, Blackhawks, a team that can put them up um, with the best of them as well, no matter what division you're talking. Who are some of the other teams that we'll be keeping an eye on in division five next year? You know, uh, Clear Lake, who we talked about, they, they lose, you know, a good portion of their li- their uh, roster. So it's going to be a little more difficult for them, but you know, a team like Prairie farm who, uh, competed pretty well against Clear Lake last season. Uh, you know, they returned their whole roster or at least all their top players. So, you know, they're a team that is looking to to move forward with, with uh, that level of play and and uh, hope to um, kind of kind of rally behind what maybe Clear Lake did la- this last season and get to the state tournament. But other teams in the mix, they're like a Randolph. Um, you know, they do lose their top score, but they got some really good young, young talent on that team that could put them over the edge. McDonald central who, uh, did not have any, um, key losses to graduation, you know, not a great record last season, but you know, they do play in a little bit better conference in the Clover belt West, which helps them. Um, you know, so they're a team that can make a push for the state tournament and, and maybe, you know, a team that could, uh, end Blackhawks reign United nation who, uh, won their first 25 games of last season before falling to uh, Newman Catholic in a sectional final. Uh, but they have a little bit of work to do because they lost some, some pretty good players, but they do have, you know, three or four kids that are very capable of taking steps forward and, and uh, uh, taking the next level up for them, even though, uh, you know, how do you go level up from 25 and one, but I guess it's getting to the state tournament because that's what everyone's goal is. And teams like uh, Edgar, who, um, return the majority of the roster read by McKenna Gooden, who averaged over 20 a game, um, cashed in and, um, led by Adeline Hyatt and even uh, even Royal in that scenic bluff. So I think the scenic bluff should be really good last next year with, with Bangor cashed in Royal, um, really good at the top. And, you know, a team like Blair Taylor, who, um, took Bangor to, uh, overtime, I believe it was in a, uh, sectional, I believe it was. Um, and they return the good, good portion of their lineup led by a couple of freshmen, um, from last season. So, you know, there's, there's plenty of talent in at, uh, that, uh, division five level, even when you're talking about, uh, uh, in Blackhawks conference, even in Albany who, um, finished off last season really well and only, only graduate one of their top kids. So, you know, I think next year, even though. Um, you know, it's unfortunate how this past season ended next year should be very exciting. I think a little bit more parody in division five, which is always good, but you know, it never hurts to have a dominant team because it's still good to see dominant teams, no matter what division you're talking. 
So there you go. Five divisions down. That'll do it for our look ahead at, uh, at next year. What will uh, be expected and some of the stories that we'll be watching teams that we'll be keeping an eye on as the 2020, 2021 season uh, is, uh, is taking shape later this year. Um, but Norb, as we continue to kind of fill the void in this period of no live sports, what are some of the other things that, uh, that people can watch for on with sports in the coming days and weeks ahead as it relates to girls basketball? You know, uh, continuing to update player rankings, working on the the top 2021s, and then uh, on so forth going down. We'll also be doing some uh, some look back stuff on um, the top top teams of uh, the last 10 years. Um, also with uh, the top players in the last 10 years, last decades. So uh, definitely, even though we're not, we don't have live sports. Definitely make sure to come to Wisports.net and and check it out daily because, you know, even though we don't have live sports, we do have a lot of uh, articles and topics to, uh, to work on to, to fill your sports needs. Filling the sports uh, void and filling the, the need for sports is uh, something we're all struggling with, but Hey, we got the last dance finally this week. We've got the NFL draft coming up this week. So, you know, we'll, we'll take those little, victories uh would much rather be talking about high school baseball and softball track and field soccer au basketball the the coming summer season would much rather be talking about those things but soon someday we'll be back we'll be back to normal we'll be talked to uh we'll be back to talking about all of those uh great things that come out of high school sports norb great job as always appreciate you joining us of course uh i am travis wilson the general manager at wisports.net He is Norbert Durst, our content manager. This has been a WSN podcast. When live sports do resume, we'll see you at a game.